Welcome to the Married to Bravo podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jolene Lunzer Hernandez. And I'm Chell Hernandez. And we host this Bravo podcast. If you guys have never listened before, Chell and I are married to each other. We're comedians. We live in Los Angeles, California. I love Bravo and Chell. Hates it. But unfortunately for Chell, when he married me, he also married Bravo. And if I could leave it on the side of the road, I would. <laughs> but unfortunately, <laughs> he can't without a lot of paperwork and through the court system. So we watch episodes of The Housewives and other popular Bravo television shows and recap them in a hilarious fashion, hoping that Chell will one day be a fan of Bravo and it'll make our marriage stronger. It won't. If you haven't already, please follow us on uh, social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at married to bravo That's Married number 2 Bravo. And you can see Jolene drop them hot memes every week and see what the Bravo community is talking about because we actually get people from shows to actually comment on your memes yay and if you haven't already please leave us a rate and review on itunes we really appreciate that it actually helps us get out to more bravo fans so they can listen to my hate watching yes and please subscribe to us so let's talk about real housewives of oc episode six rumors rumors you excited yes did you like this episode well, initial thoughts. Okay, initial thoughts. I liked it better than the last episode. Okay, but I wish more would have happened. I think it was a lot of lead up to this the last yes. this last episode that mm-hmm. just aired. Okay, mm-hmm. well, we start with Shannon, and she's doing a photo shoot for her brand, and she looks really happy and excited, and she looks good too. Yeah, she's lost. So. Well, in the diary room, she's lost a lot of weight. She mm-hmm. looks like skinnier than when they shot. Exactly. Yeah. She's and I've seen her on Watch What Happens Live since then and she's even thinner. Well, maybe it's because David Bedore's gone, like she's less stressed and so she's able to lose more weight or control more of how she feels or something. Yeah, it's probably that uh, cuz stress weight is the stuff you carry in your stomach. They yeah. always say that. And then I think her getting out to dating again, she wants to look her best and feel her best. And so, plus, she has a personal trainer come to her house. How rad is that? We need to get one of those. I know. Maybe with the Patreon money we got, we could do. We could do a <laughs> tier where you hire personal trainers to come help us out. <laughs> <laughs> or if someone listens to our podcast, is a personal trainer and wants to hook us up, why would they want to do that? I don't know. I have a friend <laughs> in my improv troupe who's a personal trainer, but I don't think she listens to this podcast. Why wouldn't you tell her to listen to it? Well, because I, no, I don't know. I just don't. Okay. <laughs> um, so then Shannon feels bad about how she looks, but she's still owning it, which is great. Mm-hmm. And she's taking great photos. I mean, when they show her the stuff, she's like, oh, that looks good. She, yeah, she's very critical on herself. She's self-conscious. She says, oh, it looks like my stomach's hanging over the counter. It doesn't at all. But Shannon's just used to being so tiny that the size she's at, which is not big at all, seems really big to her because she's used to being a size two forever. Yeah. Well, Kelly, Tamara, and Emily come over and they're going to have lunch or as they say, tube steak day. Tube steak day. That's what they said. But Shannon had to finish her photo shoot and they kind of made him wait off to the side. But I think really she cool. wanted them to come over like, check out my photo shoot. Oh, you think that it was a selfish reason why she got him there earlier than what they were supposed to be? Yeah. She's like, look at me. I'm bossing it. Oh, wow. Check it out, friends. So you're saying Shannon has a side to her where she is a show off. They all do. Okay. Yep. And as do we. Okay. If I was doing a photo shoot for a food line that was going to be sold all around the world, I'd have my friend, I'd go, yeah, come over about noon, knowing that the, it didn't end yeah. until hey, one. Hey, Allie Pat, mm-hmm. come on over, my best friend, Allie Pat. <laughs> <laughs> so Vicky goes to iHeartRadio, and you know what she does there? She talks into a microphone. Because she's doing a? 
podcast. No, radio show. Commercial. It's a commercial, right? Yeah, you're right. I don't know why I couldn't remember. You guessed like two things. (laughs) Because then they gave her fireball so that she could deliver her commercial better. Because she was saying she's a natural. Yeah. And she had a very sexy voice. She was not a natural. No, because it's awkward. And if you don't do it regularly, you're not going to be a natural at it. No, but she really wanted to do this because she wants to expand her business. She She, always wants. I don't think her business will ever be as big as she wants it. It could be. Does she want to be like Allstate? Biggest. Yes. She wants to be Allstate, Geico, all in one. Well, what happens is anytime Geico or Allstate understands that someone's coming for their title, they'll actually buy out that business. So maybe that's what she ultimately she wants is to create this illusion that she has a very successful business so that one of those companies can come in and buy her out, her smaller company. That could be, but she does say she wants to create a business that's a legacy for her family that they can all keep working at. But if she buys it out for enough money, they could probably just live she off that. She did this on her own, right? She created this business from scratch? Yes. As far as I know, yes, because her office used to be really small and it was just her. And then back in the day, she had Lori, who was a former housewife. I don't know if you remember seeing um, flashback no. scenes of her skiing, yelling, I have never had a threesome in oh. my life, because Lori accused her of that. But uh, they were friends at one time and she gave her a job. And I think she worked at a home office. Wow. Inside her so home. we could create our own insurance company if we stop doing Married to Bravo. Yeah. If we want to be bored and talk about insurance all the time, we could totally do that. Married to insurance. <laughs> Married to insurance. <laughs> um, do you think it's good that her business partner gave her some, like snuck in some alcohol? Do you think that that was his choice or was that a producer's choice? What do you think that came from? Because I feel like... Vicky's choice. I feel like this culture is very like drink first. Yes. You know, like alcohol. If you're scared, if you have anxiety, if you're nervous, alcohol. alcohol. If you're happy, alcohol. Alcohol. If you're sad, alcohol. Alcohol. Mm -hmm. Uh, We forgot to say that we actually have a first sponsor for this podcast. It's actually Budweiser. So thank you very much, Budweiser. Thank you, Budweiser. Anyways, alcohol is evil. is the best. (laughs) Oh, you had to let me finish my commercial and then you go into your... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Drinking alcohol is the best. Go ahead. And evil. Okay, got it. Um, So she embarrasses her son during this time with a blowjob joke. She's talking about BJ's, doing BJ's to Detective Steve, and Michael's there. Your mom's kind of like silly like that, where she'll embarrass you, but to think that it's funny. Do you think that's what Vicky's doing, or she's ultimately just being honest with what she does? I think Vicky always has this perception of herself is not the age she's at. She always thinks she's like the cool mom. I think that's all of us. She's Well, that's true. But she's pretty much like Amy Poehler's character in um, Mean Girls, where she's like, I'm not like a regular mom, like a cool mom. And she's always been like that since, I mean, she's the OG of the OC and the OG of all the housewives. And she's always thought, I'm going to party with my son's friends. I'm going to talk about sex. I'm going to hang out. I'm cool. And you're like, "Mm, no, because to him, you're a mom. That's -hmm. what you are. So you might be cool when it comes to mom terms, but to him, no. Not that cool. You'll never be cool to him. So then we go back to lunch at Shannon's, mm-hmm. and we find out David Bedore is representing himself. Why do we always talk about David Bedore? I get so... Ugh. And then they did a flashback to him on them damn rings when he was doing the Iron Man Karate Kid. I could never remember what the hell that thing's called. Strongman. What is it? Chum. Keep guessing. Uh, Iron Man, Strongman, Karate no, wait, Kid. Let me give you guesses. Stupid. It's when... Starts Spartan. with an S. There you go. You got yes. it. So you got it. Yes. So I think. Yeah, he's repping himself because I don't think he has. Is he a lawyer? No, he's not a lawyer. Then why would he rep himself? Because he does it. He 
he's not taking this seriously, and he's he doesn't not. have the money. I don't think he does. No, he doesn't. Mm-mm. Wow, what a dumbass. He is a dumbass. So then we find out David also sent mean texts, oh. and she's going to actually include him in the court filing. So smart of her. I was he's so dumb. He's dumb. mad hearing these texts. He's calling her fat and a bitch and all these horrible... That's, he's so dumb. No matter what, bro, that's the mother of your children, of your daughters. That's how you speak to women. Yeah. Like, David Bedore, go F yourself. You cannot do enough Spartan races or get a six-pack to fix what the damage you're doing to your your family and uh, what a horrible person i agree with you i think that he is a jerk mm-hmm. um as i see more flashbacks of him i've become uh very mad uh at seeing him and i'm glad that he is out of mm-hmm. shannon's life because this is such a good first step for her to continue on her own path yeah because we're learning about how abusive he actually was to her yeah and everyone wants to pretend like shannon had this cake life and she did when it came to finances but it came at a huge price i think people forget yes and possibly physical because there were police calls uh i think there might have been some kind of restraining order thing and it was brought up in past seasons but she's never confirmed um, it so I think she's trying to protect her daughters. So then we get to the meat of this scene, which is Emily shares a story of Gina at the poker party, and mm-hmm. how her husband yelled down uh, at Gina, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, what happened?" Gina was loud. That's so crazy. Emily's just laughing about but it. But they're also taking the side of Gina of like, "Why would your husband yell? That doesn't make sense." Yeah. Interesting. I, well, like I said last episode, if you yelled at my friends, I'd be mortified and I'd be so pissed. I can't wait to yell at them when I see them on Labor Day. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going back to Minnesota? Yeah. Oh my gosh. If you yelled at my Minnesota girlfriends, they'd yell right back at you. <laughs> I know. They're from the east side. Mm-hmm. So Vicky and Kelly are in the car and they also talk about Gina's story and how the husband shouldn't yell. Like Kelly and Vicky are on the same page that husbands don't yell. Yes. But they don't understand why. They they would yell no so then emily and gina are spending the night out and we find out that this is a little bit weird about the storyline that was happening in this episode because it was like emily and gina are gonna go out right so then gina's like oh let me squash this beef that happened before you because i feel like um i think it was introduced to gina that emily was talking about it but because this scene was right here it did. It felt like Gina was approaching Emily to see what was going on from the night before. Does that make sense? Sort of. Okay. I just feel like Gina would only want to squash the beef if she heard someone else tell her about it because I felt like Gina feels like she didn't do anything wrong. So it just feels like Gina is prompted to talk about this rather mm-hmm. than just find out about it naturally yeah i don't think she really thinks she did anything wrong uh i think she probably is like oh i was a little loud but i wasn't doing anything anyone else wasn't doing but i just i don't i want to remain friends with emily so if it takes me apologizing fine but then i think probably later once she sobered up she's like i'm not apologizing oh this is the part that confused me because there was actually a flashback Mm -hmm. gina's only talking to emily because Tamara told her uh what emily said at shannon's 
So then this came in as a flashback, like right in the middle of this conversation. Mm. It was very confusing. Yeah, I'm confused right me. now and I just watched it. <laughs> but Gina, the way Emily portrays it and the way Gina portrays it are two different things. Mm-hmm. Emily's all like, well, you know, Gina apologized. And Gina's all like, no, your husband should apologize. Yeah, like I apologize, but your husband should apologize. I'm not apologizing. So very weird to see Did that. Did Gina apologize? I don't know. No, she didn't. She well, said she would. She said she would. That but night, I think. Or maybe the next day. I'm pretty sure she's just felt embarrassed. Because <laughs> when you get yelled at, when you've never been yelled at before, you just kind of, it's like a, a, a someone who's a murderer. Like mm-hmm. they don't know how to act. So they just revert back to their kid behaviors. And so like, um, I really feel like she made it said that I'll, I'll apologize, but it was really out of based out of fear and anxiety to the yeah, situation to of just a make guy, it go away. A guy yelling from upstairs. I think so too. So then we go to Kelly and Vicky, and they talk about they go back into finding out like more about Emily. So they talk about her husband being Mormon and how weird that is. Yeah, and how she knew him when he was married, and they worked together, and then right when he got divorced. They pretty much got engaged. Apparently, there wasn't a lot of time in between the two marriages, according to them. Mm. Uh, and then, all, obviously, it, he proposed over Google Chat, which we think is weird. I mean, to each their own for proposals. We didn't do a big, you know, crazy proposal or anything. But I asked you at a restaurant. Yeah. But to be... Uh, a, a deli. A, deli. a Jewish deli. Yeah, we were just hanging Green out blast. late at night. <laughs> and it was nothing. We didn't even have our rings yet. No. So, I understand untraditional, but it is a little strange... Uh, just google chatting at work like want to get married i mean i guess i don't know maybe they that's the free spirit in her who knows who knows so then we go to a really cool restaurant it's like a beach lunch something that i'd like to do with oh, you sometime yeah That'd where, where nice. were they newport beach or something i don't know but it was a very nice restaurant and it's uh vicky kelly tamara gina and emily i think right yeah so they talk about Shannon's hearing, Shannon's hearing with David Bedore coming up. Yeah. And how Shannon ultimately feels nothing for him. Yeah, it's she like, said when she looks at him. It's mm-hmm. like changed, that feeling of love. It's not like... It's not love, it's not anger, it's just like, nothing. Yeah, I don't care anymore kind of thing. What what a great... Um, I hope it, that's true. I hope that continues. Me yeah. too. Because he, he's a jerk. So then we go... Then everyone starts to be like, you know what? You need to date, which I think too soon for her. Oh my gosh, too soon. And they totally set it up for the episode. Oh, we just happen to have these dating people coming in to help you, like matchmakers. How awkward did Tamara be off on the side? She's like, she likes sex. Like, mm-hmm. come on, Tamara. Just let her say Tamara's what she gotta likes. Tamara's got to be in all the scenes. Tamara's yeah. got to be the show. You know, Tamara, you don't need to be a part of this. This is Shannon's mm-hmm. life. Maybe Kelly needs to be there because she's yeah. on the same path. I think Maybe. Kelly would give her better advice because she's in the same um, situation, even though Kelly dates much differently. Obviously. I do feel like it was about to be a crossover episode, and they're like, Matchmaker April has a show right after this yeah. one called well, Matchmaker April. <laughs> that would have been funny. There used to be Million Dollar Matchmaker with Patty, I forgot her last name. Yeah, she eats over at Chibo down the street. She does? We saw her once, yeah. Oh, wow. I used to watch her show, and then it's not on Bravo anymore. I think she might have brought it back to a different network. I don't know. So we find out Kelly 
she really doesn't know the names of her boyfriends. She just gives them nicknames. Well, I think she knows the names. She just is doing, you didn't watch Sex in the City, but it's a very Sex in the City thing to do. Carrie Bradshaw always called, uh, she would have nicknames for them. And uh, not, not all her guys, but her main guy that she had on and off through the years was Mr. Big. And so she's basically calling them what they do. You know, the surgeon, the milkman. Apparently he's going to bring old school milk delivery back. Weirdo. In New York. I don't know. I Who the it. hell is still drinking regular milk? But I guess Not we've, in been, New York. we've been living in California too long. California, it's all almond milk. We milk almonds. <laughs> mm-hmm. You ask for regular milk in California, look like, like you're crazy. Yeah. Like, are you a baby? Do you hate animals? <laughs> Tell this puppy that you hate it. And then order your milk. Wow, how times have changed. Uh, so... Tamara wants someone or Shannon wants someone to date so that she can feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. So I don't know if this hookup will be good. I really think it's the producers pushing a storyline. I don't think Shannon's ready to date just yet. Well, no. And then Tamara's like, she's been through the ringer and gives these matchmakers the rundown. They didn't need, that was a little TMI. Even Mm -hmm. you, you you saw their eyes. They're like, well, we don't need to know all that stuff. Yeah. We just want to know, like, do you like dark hair or blue eyes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you want to know? We don't need to know every dirty detail of your past. Yeah. We we realize as matchmakers, we aren't gonna. We're gonna try our best not to set you up with cheaters. We're gonna yeah. try that. We're gonna try. Yeah, we're gonna try. No promises. No promises. We'll California. Try. So Vicky leaves because she doesn't feel good. And then Emily leaves because her husband has been taking care of the kids, and she said she had to head back. What do you think about that? I think it's fair. Yeah. You know, if you are a wife and a husband and, you know, if my wife wants to go out and I'm just like, okay, but come back by this time. I think that's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I'm just curious if this is going to become a pattern. Again, I'm not a mother, so I don't know. We don't have kids. But I think... See, I'm coming from the maybe, understanding that they talked about it before. For sure. And was like, oh, you want to go out? That's cool. But maybe like just a couple hours. But maybe he has, it seems like he might have some rules that are pretty strict with that where she could have stayed out a little bit later, but maybe she doesn't want to. It is. Oh, so maybe you're thinking that she didn't want to stay. No, I'm going either way. Either he is very much. You got to pick one. Which one is it? No, I'm just saying these are the two scenarios. Oh. Right now, from his behavior, I'm I'm thinking he likes his house a certain way, and that's the way it's going to be. Yes, and I think it's because he comes for money. It's not really his the money that he's eater. spending, yeah. but it's his rules because he feels like he brings in the most money. Mm-hmm. I feel that. But does he because he comes from money or does she? Yeah, he probably, yeah, since he came from money. Probably. I think he comes from money because he does Emily doesn't really push him to work. She mm-hmm. just wants him to, and it's not really like something that's stressed in the life. Like if I came for money and like I didn't have to do anything, you I get, don't. I don't think you'd be pushy on me to like find a job because ultimately I'd be like, well, I'm paying for all this shit. So that would be weird because then it adds a weird dynamic, like a I think power. That's, I think that's a dynamic that struggle, they struggle. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. I think Emily, you know, she came from nothing, so she understands what this work ethic is like. Yes, and you, you can, can tell. see that in her. Mm-hmm. But I think this guy, I think he just is very rich, and he doesn't need to do those things. Exactly. Like when they went to the anniversary dinner, I keep referencing this. Mm. But he's like, "Fuck, I wear sh- jean shorts and a, <laughs> and a bowling shirt. That's <laughs> what I do." I'm wearing jorts, and I'm gonna order a diet coke <laughs> while you're dressing like you're going to the damn prom. Yeah, because he's the <laughs> one who, who brings in a lot of money, whether he works for it or not. And she 
yeah, she brings in a lot of money too, but he just has always had it. He's yeah. used to that lifestyle. Yeah, and he's not going to change because that's his money. Because Perry pushed hard and yeah. she was like, this family's going to be rich and I'm going to be thin and a great looking 70 some year old. So true. So Tamara thinks that Emily's husband's controlling and she like brings it up to the group, which mm-hmm. I think is... She's an instigator. She's an instigator. Always an instigator, but then it always falls on someone else. It's so crazy that it doesn't fall on Tamara. Very seldom does it fall on Tamara. And when you try to bring it back to that, she freaks out. Well, yeah, not only that, but I think that she is, since she's like, let's say she's Queen Bay in the mm-hmm. OC, I think she watches her edits before they release. I think that she... Really? I think so. You think producers allow her to do that? Oh, I totally think so. Mm. Because I feel like once you reach a certain point in the Housewives, yeah. you basically get, say, you know, because people want to see you. Because you know Bethany does, for you think sure. So? I think so. Yeah. I mean, if if we're talking that they do, then I think Bethany does. That's true, because, you know... she does. She's very Oce- vulnerable and yeah. stuff on camera, but, but I think she probably does have a say. if they didn't, then New York would never be like, they would never let her put her brand up, you know? Yeah. And she puts her brand everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just what she does. So I think that she gets to watch the edits. And so that's why she never looks like she's making mistakes at all or she looks, like, perfect. Even though there might be times that she, like, cusses real loud or, like, maybe she yelled back at Eddie for some reason. I don't think they'll ever show that stuff. Personal yeah. opinion, though. Um, so we come back to Gina's story, and Gina feels like, um, Emily and her discussed what was going on, but since the girls are bringing up what Emily said, she doesn't feel like they squashed it like she wanted to, mm-hmm. which I think is unfair because it's like Emily was talking to the girls before you guys actually talk. So I don't feel like, I don't feel like this, Gina should be mad. What do you, oh, what do you mean that she was talking before? Because Gina is like, well, I'm talking how Emily told the girls what had happened. Mm-hmm. And it was a different story, right? But at the same time, they didn't have a chance to really talk about it between themselves. That's what gets these housewives in trouble is they go talk about it to the rest of the group before talking to the actual person. Yeah. So she should have just talked to Gina about it first, right? But, is that what you're saying? But I'm saying like, no, I'm saying that this was before they talked about it personally. So I feel like... If that's the information that Emily shared, I would be more like, well, we got the chance to talk about it. And I can see why she was saying that before we got a chance to talk about it. But this is what we came to uh, meeting at. Because I feel like at this moment, Gina brings up some stuff that is just unnecessary. And I feel like brings her her back into that kind of drama place. Like what? Mm -hmm. Well, I feel like then she thinks like Gina or like Emily's talking behind her back. And I don't feel that's the case at all. But I get where Gina's coming from where if they thought that if she thought that they squashed it, why is she going and telling other people? Because this was before they even got a chance to squash it. Then she shouldn't have even brought it up until she talked to Gina first. I don't know. I I think that you're allowed to have your own opinion about the situation. But I feel like this could be Gina's like in all honesty, guy guy thought mm-hmm. like guy thoughts that's what we forgot to do last episode is our guy thoughts segment that's fine but total guy thought it's like oh that's what he said uh we got to talk about it though and this is what ultimately we came up to that's like me being logical or not logical but me being guy and i feel like that's what would happen well instead yeah that 
that didn't happen. Instead, uh, Gina took it as, I thought we squashed it. It's going to bring me right back into it. Yeah. Those first feelings. Yeah. And it's like, it, it doesn't need to go back into those first feelings because ultimately, Emily is going to be defensive of her husband. That's her bae. That's her number one. That's a baby daddy. But she did kind of like see where Emily was come or Gina was coming from. She was able to listen to that. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like Gina should go back into that emotional state of like, Oh, is that what Emily said? No, thank you. Mm. That's what I feel. Guy thoughts, guy thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do think that Gina said something, you know, as this episode was going on, I was then leaning more towards Gina, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of, I really do feel like that guy did do it the wrong way. Yes. I do feel like he can make the situation better by apologizing. Do you think he will? He won't Mm-mm. because I do think he is the king of that castle no matter what. He doesn't admit he's wrong. No. And I, well, that's that power struggle that you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. But I do think the best thing he could have done in that situation is either a talk to Emily or be gone and be like, Hey Gina, you know, I understand you're having a good time. I I just want to let you know, I'm trying to put my kids to sleep. And if you could please keep it down, that would be really appreciative. Mm-hmm. Now B would be, I think very bad. I kind of like, if, if I had to do it, but I think A would be the best choice yeah. where I talk to you first. Because it's my friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. And say, oh gosh, I just, I would be like, I just talked to Chell upstairs, he's putting the kids to bed, so we got to call it a night. But thank you guys so much for coming over. You yeah. Know? Well, um, it doesn't seem that difficult to get out of this situation without a husband yelling down the stairs. But in his, he's, he's, in his mind, I feel like he's thinking, I said it multiple times. They're not listening to me. So maybe he's hanging out with toddlers too much where he thinks he can talk to grown women like toddlers. And this is interesting. is because of what's happening between Gina and Emily's husband. Shannon feels triggered because she's yeah. bringing back a lot of memories of the David Bedore stuff. Freaking David Bedore and his damn Spartan races and those rings. <laughs> because he, she said he's the type of guy that would do that. Well, they talk about him as a person, and I think Gina is finally like, you know, we got to be careful what we say because it is Emily's husband, you mm-hmm. know, which is weird because you're the one who's kind of instigating that, going back into it. So I feel like if you're like, Whoa. I didn't feel like Gina was instigating. Is that is that weird of me? Well, it goes didn't. back to my original point of yeah. like, once you squash it, that's where we should leave it. We go then to Tamara and Vicky, and they get eyebrow makeup together. Well, they get they don't they get the tattoos? Yes, it's well. I, I thought it was. I mean, it was presented as eyebrow makeup, but ultimately, <laughs> you're getting tattoos. Yeah, my friend did this once. Would you ever get eyebrow tattoos? I think I definitely would consider eyebrow tattoos. I never have to do my eyebrows again. That'd be I awesome. Really like your eyebrows. I think you do? they're nice. I really don't have many. Oh, I think because you darken them, right? With like Shell, a, don't tell my secrets on the podcast. Oh, yes, I don't of course. Know. I yeah. don't, okay. I do eyebrow brush. And you're not supposed uh, to say those things. No, that's just a joke. I oh, don't care. I okay. mean, you're not. So I'm perfect. I'm always looking so nice. Yeah. Um, but no, I put eyebrow stuff on it and shape it and so all that jazz. It's a tattoo. Like my friend, when she did it, it was like a tattoo underneath her eyebrows so it looks like a tattoo when you're close up but for far away it's like oh those are her eyebrows yeah i bet the oc is that what it women, is uh-huh but i i think it probably looks well yeah maybe it does look like that when you're close up you can still tell it's a tattoo i feel like they would get the best 
eyebrow tattoo or surgery so you wouldn't be able to tell as much. But mm. then I'm thinking, how do they do that? Yeah, that seems weird, hard mm-hmm. to do. You'd always be able to tell yeah, if you were close enough to them. So then they talk about Emily's husband. So Emily's, Emily's husband, husband. Why don't we just give him a, a damn housewife. orange? He's, he, in ho- he's a housewife. You know who he is? He's what... Um, Peggy's mm. husband always wanted to be Deco, but in the middle of but things. But Deco was too. Um, <laughs> He's too thirsty. Well, Deco was a thirst He's trap too for thirsty. sure. But he was also like more jovial. Yeah. About it, where, where this guy's sarcastic and dry and not. Yeah, but here for it. He, I'm pretty sure. Deco's really jealous because they're just talking about this guy, like, and he's Damn like, it. "Ah, that could have been me." Damn it, Peggy. Um. Man, I do miss Deco after watching this season. Like, really? I really miss him trying to, like, get in everything. <laughs> like, I feel like it was Deco's world, and he would just, like, try to clumsily, like, barge there his way are in. house husbands like that. There's also um, when Cynthia Bailey was married to Peter on Atlanta. Peter would get in women's business, and Nene would call him out for it. And I think she called him a little bitch before, and he got real, real mad. But, yeah, there tends to be house husbands that want to be housewives. Yeah. They get real jelly, and they want to jump in there and be like, I can bring the drama, and you're like, mm, no thanks. Well, they start getting even more into drama, and they start talking about Gina and her husband Ooh. about their living situation. And as we know, they're D-I-V-O-R-C-E. Well, no, I think it's so funny that, like, all the women are like, I would never let my man do that. No. Never. Mm-hmm. Even Vicky was like, because she doesn't, she's never been to his LA apartment shop. That's her husband. Yeah. That is baffling to me. And he like you said. For, which is she had, like, I feel like she fought for it, but he was like, no, right? I feel like that. No, right? What do you mean she fought for it? Well, like, why would she let that happen? I don't you understand know, maybe that. Maybe it's one of those situations. I mean, I've been in relationships pre before you, obviously, where. Are you in one currently? With you, that's oh, it. Okay. You're the only one. You're, <laughs> I can just handle Wait, one marriage. That's all I, I like. You were a virgin before we met. Well, I didn't say I slept with anyone. Oh, okay, okay, of good. Of course, I was very virginal. <laughs> My male ego is yeah, so. Oh, that thank fragile God. male ego was. Man, if I found out that you were with anybody in any way, I would oh, just. Oh no! I, would I kill myself. I actually had a lock and key. Okay, good. I'm going to put this there. revolver away right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so how guys are, though. They yeah. want to have that woman. Not all guys. Only I can explore bodies. Exactly. (laughs) Only I can be the one that has had experience. It's so disgusting. Well, we're afraid that, you know, someone was better than us before. That's how fragile you guys' egos are. I'm just being I never uh, think anyone's better than me. I'm being vulnerable right now. Total difference. Really? Yeah. I really feel like. I think that's to do with ego. I would feel really sad if I wasn't the best lover you've ever been with. Really? I would. Hmm. Well, don't worry. There's not a long list anyways, and you are. Well, it goes back to how men are satisfied compared to how women are satisfied. Women want to be taken care of, like, you know, and I think men want to, uh, you know, it's just what we find. It's just the difference between men and women. That's all. Well, I don't I don't know if we can make that much of a blanket statement that women want to be taken care of. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying taken care of in a sense like I'm going to do everything. I mean more like loved. Like you're talking about emotional love rather than like the physical love. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, how yeah. a lot of women say it hurt me more that he emotionally cheated with this woman than if he just have, have sex with her. Yeah, or yeah, a lot yeah. of guys will say, 
oh, it hurt me more that they had sex rather than have an emotional affair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of men wouldn't even say, what the hell's an emotional affair? And yeah. women would be like, oh, hell no. Is an emotional affair when you have sex and cry at the same time? <laughs> is that what that is? <laughs> that sounds really fun, actually. <laughs> I love crying and sex. So combining those two things is if you added like Reese's peanut butter cups would be like a great time. <laughs> um, so then we go to Tweedledee and Tweedledum, which is Kelly with the milkman, Frank. Um, is that his name Frank? His name's Frank. Oh, man. And I was not impressed with him. No, the, it was weird, it was boring. too. It was boring. He just wanted to talk about tacos. I don't even know why they, they gave Kelly that. She was even bored when he was talking about tacos. Well, he's not hot enough to be that boring. Kelly's just going with him to like make her husband jealous. She yeah. doesn't have no it's connection her story with that line guy. That she's she's a cougar. That because it's in her opening line. Why would line. she choose that? It's such a dumb storyline. It's like Kelly, you, you're better than that. You got to choose something. I yeah, guess. but it's just like you're you're being paraded by you being with all these dudes and you have like it must be so boring to have no connection to the other person well yeah and i I doubt she's even yeah even has any real feelings for these guys it's just you know it it is kind of interesting just to see her date totally but it's not good to see her date people who i feel like aren't worthy of her time no because he even said maybe you should take it down a notch and then maybe you'd find somebody bro maybe you should take it down a notch with your taquitos tacos nachos he was like friggin' the bubba gum shrimp guy from forrest gum kelly like bit her cheek like when he said that, I'm she was ready to kill somebody. <laughs> didn't go ham on him. Yeah, because she asked him for the producers. Ugh. So Kelly is about the fun with him, and they flirt. It mm-hmm. was so boring. Bravo! Please never show me that again. Mm-mm. It was like watching a cow being forced to eat. It was just <laughs> what. It was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was just weird. That does sound weird. Okay, so then we go to Shannon getting ready to go to the divorce proceeding. And on her way, she she calls her mom. She's, and she's nervous. She's really worried. And how nice that her mom did talk to her. But notice how her mom said, make sure someone walks you out because she knows how psycho David Bedore is. Yeah. That's so scary. Smart. Yes. And then Shannon's like, please repeat that because I think she wants them to catch that for the oh, show. for sure. And then uh, Shannon meets with her attorney for lunch, which kudos to Shannon for getting an attorney. David is representing himself. That is a true narcissist. I guarantee he's a narcissist. He probably has like narcissistic personality disorder. I hate diagnosing people and I always tell people not to do this, but I'm doing this in this moment. I really think he might have narcissistic personality disorder. They should just have cameras constantly on Shannon because David Bedore won't do anything on camera because he's such a little... uh, a little uh, weak person. Yeah. Um, so we find out this thing went for three hours. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, um, on the way out, Shannon feels successful because she got about 30000 30, a month. Yes. But she called Tamara to talk about how David, uh, after she had got 30000 David kind of went off on her. Yeah. In like the most weak way as a man you can be, which is to yell at a woman and Shannon felt so bad. She lowered it by eight grand. She lowered it. That is so sad. Mm-hmm. Um, Shannon, I wish you would have raised it to 40 grand. I know. Because David Bedore is such a mean, weak 
person. And he's just going to spend it on stupid shit. You know he is. He's going to spend it on Spartan races and younger chicks. He, the dude's going to go broke. He'll probably start doing blow. He's that kind of dude. Oh, for sure he's that kind of dude. He's so oh. dumb. He just needs to kind of stop spiraling, get mm-hmm. rid of the girl, yes. go back to Act work. your age, yeah. bro. Like, like you can really redeem yourself, but he's doing everything he can to just be a sick person on this earth. Yeah. It's like no wonder... Yeah, uh, there are people out there like that. Nobody checks him. And when fi- someone mm-hmm. finally does, they just spiral into He like, needs, yeah. He blames everybody else but himself. Exactly. That's and what he, he does. he created this mess. He could have had a nice family. They could have worked on it in marriage therapy. But no, he chose to go outside the marriage and cheat. And I know every... He chose you know, to stop, yeah. Yeah, he chose to stop. And I know that, you know, Shannon has her issues too. And I'm sure she's not the easiest wife. But that doesn't mean you go out there and you cheat on her and you embarrass her. And you, you have three daughters. How do you have time to go bang other women i don't know but and but you know besides your wife and then also does he not think his daughters are gonna watch this they're gonna see their mother being treated how do you think they're gonna act when they're older like they're gonna think that's okay subconsciously for a man to talk to them like that david bador get your shit together the weakest man on earth right now is david bador right yeah it's just gross he's gross gross. he should you should never treat anybody like that you know who did check him is jeff lewis i think i talked about this before from the show flipping out uh because he's good friends with shannon bador and shannon showed him the text messages and he was reading them on his um podcast i think no way and then david started threatening him through podcasts he was reading those text messages no way and i think he talked about him watch happens live yeah so Props to Jeff Lewis for yeah, because the only way David's ever going to stop is if one he goes to jail, which he needs to, because Ugh. he's threatening people. Right, you can't just walk around the world threatening people and, her, and thinking you get your way. Exactly, and her lawyer looks pretty docile. <laughs> I mean, he does. He did a great job. He got the money, and yeah. David was pissed probably because he's like, I do all these Spartan races, and this guy comes in here and looking all docile like Bambi, and he takes my money. Yeah, I feel like. This should be like a mirror towards David to understand why he's such a shitty human being. Right. Ugh. Um, are, do you think there are any David Bador fans out there? I don't know. Or people that side with him? I can't see how you could. If it was just a guy who cheated, I mean, as shitty as that is, okay. But adding all this emotional abuse. and verbal abuse, impossible physical abuse is just downright disgusting yeah if he wanted a divorce he should have just got one yep. rather than trying to like burn he, everything but he's got those serial killer eyes you look in his eyes you're just like oh god ted bundy. i would never look in his eyes oh, that's how you get murdered ted bundy 2.0 that's david bador so Gross. i rate this episode as a three out of seven really well, why yeah, so low i just don't think that the drama between gina and emily is just like you feel forced it feels forced I mean, they squashed it, and then it's like Gina's upset because she, Emily talked about it. It's like, well, she's going to talk about it. So it happened at her party. She's yeah. allowed to talk about it. And then, like, David Bedore being such a butthole is just, like, such a bummer way to end the web episode. Mm-hmm. And to watch, like, Shannon be, like, so affected by it when she's just trying to maintain a strong personality is very sad. Mm-hmm. So I give it a three. I think that... um I don't know. I just think that it's very sad to see what Shannon's going through, and I hope and I wish her good stuff throughout the season. Yeah, I think her life has improved a lot. I mean, I think she's now dating in in real time, 
as we're doing this podcast, maybe she's just getting the best hump of her life. Good I hope for so. you, Shannon Bedore. Get that hump. Get that hump, girl. And she's got her sweet dog Archie, and isn't he just the, the sweetest, best. cutest? And they have I a want really one. like she's so <laughs> loving towards him. I'm a fan of Shannon. I know Shannon's not perfect, but I do like myself. You are a Shannon. I, I you enjoy life and I, you love hard. Yeah, and I also can just check you and turn but i also am sensitive so i you have that get kelly shannon. side you're like yeah. a shannon kelly i'm like a shannon kelly hybrid <laughs> but yeah i this episode was eh. the next episode what i, I want to do an episode i want to do that episode um i, I four four I'm I just, it's a lot of lead up to nothing to this next one to that this you next saw. one but it's like I still have we, we don't it. need all this lead up just yeah. add it to that episode. It's like when the producers are bored. Mm-hmm. It's like I feel like you have like maybe four good fights throughout a season, and then everything in between is just kind of leading up to that. Because ultimately, they could do like a six episode season, but then they wouldn't make money because they need twenty episodes. Yeah, I'm just hoping that Emily's. Yeah, exactly. I'm just hoping Emily's um, husband doesn't turn into. There was a guy from Jersey. His name was Jim, and his wife was on. The Jersey Housewives for only one season. She had this long hair and she battled cancer. Oh, cool. Um, Way to go, girl. Yeah, no, she 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 did it and she's super tough and stuff. But she had this husband who was just awful and he wanted to be a housewife. He probably was one of the worst husbands that From way. Wayne Deco? Because he got, yeah, he got in everyone's business. David Dudor Deco mix? Yeah, he was just the worst. Like, no, Deco's not bad at all. This guy was a nightmare. Um to the other housewives. So hopefully he doesn't turn into a gym. I forgot his last name, but you guys are listening and you're like, I know what this chick's talking about. She's talking in circles. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. Well, thanks so much, Joe. I have to watch this next episode so we could do that podcast. It's better. Thank you guys so much for listening to the married to Bravo podcast. You did it. You got through it. If you haven't already, please rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on our social media, Married, the number two, Bravo, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you, Chell. Thank you, Producer Tilly. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you, Jolene. You're the best. I love you. Oh, this is going to make people barf. Bye. Bleh.